This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. A state execution was completed on Thursday night of a death row inmate, Casey McCorder. 49-year-old McCorder was pronounced dead at 6.56 p.m. McCorder apologized to the victim's family as his last words. McCorder was convicted of capital murder for a robbery and shooting that killed 34-year-old Edward Williams back in 1993. McCorder was 18 years old at the time. The daughter of the victim, April Williams, released a statement that was read by the commissioner of the Alabama Department of Corrections. Williams said that not a day goes by that she does not think of her father and him missing from her life. McCorder was put to death by lethal injection, which is the second execution of this kind to be done in 2023. Death by nitrogen hypoxia is scheduled for death row inmate Eugene Smith in early 2024. U.S. Senator Tommy Tuberville expects Democrats to present a measure next week that would circumvent his hold on military promotions. The measure was passed by Democrats this week in the Senate Rules Committee. Tuberville says that in order for the measure to pass, Non-Republicans will have to join Democrats, and he can't imagine any Republican who claims to be pro-life or against executive overreach to join the Democrats in this effort. Alabama's other senator, Katie Britt, sits on the Senate Rules Committee and voted against the measure. Britt says the Dems' effort to change the Senate rules is an erosion of the institution, and it sets a dangerous precedent of undermining a system of checks and balances. A vote is delayed by the Alabama Public Library Service. The meeting was held this past Thursday. Alabama Republican Party Chairman John Wall sits on the board to the APLS, and he told 1819 News he planned to propose a measure for the APLS to disaffiliate from the American Library Association. This is all due to the promotion of sexually explicit books within the children's section, which is being done by the ALA. Wall did make that proposal. However, the board ultimately voted to push back the disaffiliation vote until the membership with the ALA is due to expire, and that date is March 2024. The APLS board also worked on details for adopting a new policy for collating these inappropriate books and providing that list to public libraries throughout the state. A Mobile County grand jury has determined that the Mobile police are not responsible or criminally liable for the death of Jawan Dallas. Dallas was arrested and tased earlier this year while police responded to a burglary in progress call at a mobile home park. Here is Mobile County District Attorney Keith Blackwood. The cause of death uh, in this case uh, were, in in layman's terms, uh, Mr. Dallas uh, suffered from some serious underlying medical issues. Uh, Those issues were uh, exacerbated by uh, drug use. Uh, There were multiple drugs in Mr. Dallas's system. And then uh, when Mr. Dallas initiated the struggle with police, uh, that situation also exacerbated uh, the underlying medical conditions. Uh, It's important to note that prior to contact with police, An eyewitness, an associate of Mr. Dallas, uh, told authorities that Mr. Dallas was already exhibiting signs of uh, these underlying medical conditions. Did the taser exacerbate his medical conditions? Um, according according to the uh, the autopsy report, no. Um, it was the struggle that he initiated with police uh, in um, in combination with uh, the drug use just prior to contact with police. The Alabama Department of Agriculture believes that the bird flu cases in Marshall County have been contained. This comes after a poultry operation that had birds contracting the disease had to put down 40,000 of their chickens. Those chickens were being used for egg production rather than consumption by humans. 
The avian flu is caught by chickens through other wild birds like geese or ducks. The ADA says one simple way to avoid the contamination is to always sanitize boots and footwear that has been used outside of the farm, especially before entering the poultry facility. The Jefferson County Sheriff's Office is welcoming a new furry officer to the force, Hixie is a canine unit who is trained to find hidden electronics during police searches. These electronic units, like SD cards, are typically hidden if they contain illegal images of children and recorded crimes against children. The Jefferson County Sheriff's Office says they will also utilize Hixie in other parts of the state when needed. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news... House Speaker Mike Johnson appears to be ready to move forward with the impeachment of Joe Biden. Johnson has called on key witnesses to testify under oath in response to a request coming from those who are leading the House investigation. Johnson spoke with Fox News Digital, saying that the inquiry so far has revealed corrupt conduct coming from the president's family and that Joe Biden and his staff have repeatedly lied about his involvement or knowledge of what his family members were doing. Johnson referred to tens of millions of dollars being funneled to shell companies that were under the control of Hunter Biden, James Biden, and others. That money came from foreign adversaries. Johnson believes the witnesses need to be placed under oath and questioned. The Democratic National Committee headquarters in Washington, D.C. was assailed by hundreds of angry pro-Hamas protesters who claimed that the Democratic Party is not doing enough to secure peace in the Middle East. The protesters were so enraged about not having peace that six D.C. police officers were injured trying to keep the angry protesters for peace away from the front doors of the building. They pepper sprayed us. They've been wrestling with us. They're doing shit right behind you right now. We are demanding a ceasefire for the people of Gaza, and this is how they treat us. One member of Congress, who's a Democrat, told Axios News that the mob was so violent it scared him more than the events on January 6th, which is quite a statement since the Democrats and the mainstream media have sought to portray January 6th as akin to 9-11 and the Civil War all rolled into one. Police arrested dozens of people and ended up using pepper spray to move the whole mob away from the building. Members of the DNC had to be evacuated. A Utah jury has found John Sullivan guilty of various charges surrounding January 6th. Sullivan argued that he was inside the Capitol building in the capacity of a journalist and even filmed the fatal shooting of Ashley Babbitt. However, Sullivan was charged as an agitator who incited more violent action from the crowd due to what he was heard saying on tape. Sullivan was also wearing a ballistic vest and used a bullhorn alongside of his camera. Sullivan has a background history of supporting Antifa and Black Lives Matter. On the topic of attacks, the man who used a hammer to attack the husband of Nancy Pelosi last year has been found guilty by a jury. David DePape was charged with breaking into Pelosi's San Francisco home in October of 2022 and attacking Paul Pelosi with a hammer that fractured his skull. He was charged with kidnapping and assault and faces up to 50 years in prison. DePape was charged by federal prosecutors in this case and will also face further charges from the state of California. The former Minneapolis police officer involved in the arrest of George Floyd in 2020 and was subsequently charged with George Floyd's death now wants a new trial. Derek Chavin says he was deprived of trial evidence regarding the real cause of death for Floyd. Chavin is seen putting his knee on Floyd's neck as he's being handcuffed on the ground. Chavin says that this move was not the cause of death for Floyd and cited the work of a pathologist in Kansas who reviewed the entire autopsy report on Floyd and says that a rare tumor caused an adrenaline surge that proved to be fatal for Floyd. A Michigan judge has ruled that Donald Trump's name cannot be prohibited from the presidential primary ballot. Judge James Redford determined that Michigan Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson must place all names on the ballot according to state law. The judge said that it's up to Congress 
to determine if Trump is disqualified from running for president based on the accusations against him regarding the events of January 6th. However, the U.S. House tried to impeach Trump already over the January 6th events, but he was acquitted in the U.S. Senate. And speaking of Trump, an appeals court judge has temporarily lifted the gag order that was placed on Trump by the New York judge that is presiding over the civil fraud case brought by New York Attorney General Letitia James. The Trump legal team had appealed the gag order that was placed last week by Judge Arthur Engeron. They say that the judge is not impartial in this case and is seeking to stifle any complaints from the defendant on misconduct or bias that's being witnessed or recorded in the public courtroom. Trump first raised the ire of Judge Engeron when he posted a picture of the judge's law clerk who is heavily involved in this case. That picture shows the law clerk with Democrat Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. Trump called the law clerk Schumer's girlfriend. The appeals judge specifically lifted the gag order on Trump for making comments about Engeron's staff, at least while the appeals process is underway. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure the reports come up easily on your electronic device, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on the main page of The Daily Detail on whatever podcasting app you've been using to listen. That could be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other podcasting apps. You can also get the word out about The Daily Detail by sending a link to a friend or dropping me a five-star rating. I surely do appreciate it. I'm Andrea Tice. I will be back again on Monday. Until then, have a wonderful weekend. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values.